much love. Kelly, can you handle this? Michelle, can you handle this? Beyonce, can you handle this? I don't think they can handle this. It's episode three, season five of Ravage Love. That, of course, was Destiny's Child because this week's theme, Julie, of course, was Faded Mates. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant, Renee, as always. I am nothing without you. You are the smartest, funniest person I know. Of course, you sang Destiny's Child for Faded Mates. (sighs) Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, you know. You do what you do. It is what it is. Um, Renee. Julie. (laughs) My book this week was... The book is actually not even the part that makes me laugh. It's the journey to getting to the book. Can I tell you about my journey? Yeah. I'm I'm excited. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to hype it too hard, but I'm just going to tell you about the... like journey that it took so you said faded mates and i was like god Mm. damn son of a bitch i'm gonna have to hear about fucking shifters i'm gonna have to and i was like how do i find a way because i'm at my heart at my core as you know i am a rule follower people think i'm a rebel (laughs) that i'm a boundary pusher that i'm an edgelord no i am a rule follower so i was like okay how do i follow the rules but not have to do that. So then I thought, fated mates. I'll just read a story about Australian friends that were meant to be together. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay. I like it. I like it. Mates that were fated. So then I was looking up like Australian friends to lovers romance, because now that we've (laughs) done the podcast for five seasons, I know the fucking search terms. I know the genres. I know the titles. So then I was like, ha, 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 I'm so fucking clever. Then, then I find this book, first of all, okay, the author's name is Renee, but it's spelt R-E-N-A-E. So I knew you'd be mad. I knew you'd be mad right away. So anyways, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm so smart. Julie, you're so goddamn smart. You found a way to follow the rules, but do it your own way. Then... First sentence, first page. Thank you. (laughs) Your dog barked in the background and it was perfect timing. First sentence, first page. He was a bear. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sakes. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, there was no doubt about it. He had that grizzly strong acorn fed. Oh, my look about him. And believe me, I looked. So then I'm like, he's a fucking bear. (laughs) then i realized he's a gay bear but then i spent the entire book being like but when's he gonna eat acorns and then become a legit (laughs) bear so i thought i had bamboozled you with my ha 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 faded mates aussie friends and then i realized i bam i played myself and all i could think about was that scene where dj Khaled is like congratulations you played yourself. That's like all I can think of. <laughs> but then it turns out it wasn't actually about bears. And so it was just like, I cannot tell you the emotional journey that was reading this fucking goddamn book this week. So, <laughs> oh my God. So I read Rollercoaster. Bear Chasing by Renee K. 
And the Julie, did the title not like raise some red flags for you? No, it raised red flags of it being gay bears because okay, the cover okay. has like, I think he's a little, th I think he would be an otter because he actually looks a little bit smaller, but it's like a hipster haircut, full beard, very good looking man wearing like a leather jacket. And so, and then I read up on the author and she writes a lot of MM. So for, for newbies, that's like gay uh, uh, romance. So I'm like, oh, okay. I can handle a little gay romance. I love a little gay romance, little gay Australian bears. But then I got very concerned that it was actually about shifters. So I'm going to tell you right now, there were no shifters. There were no oh, literal bears. Damn. And so ultimately I did win. <laughs> All right. I managed to avoid shifters. So you did it, buddy. Thank you, Renee. I was so proud of myself. There was a moment there where I was like, <laughs> I played myself. And then I came back around. So uh, it's called Bear Chasing. And it was published in 2014. Um, and it was about 60 pages. So it was a nice little short story. Um, and Renee lives in Perth, Australia. And she's a big romance writer, has quite prolific, and loves writing MM romance, which I think is very interesting. So, a bear, not a literal one, moves across the street from Neil, and Neil lives with his sister and her kids because her husband was a piece of shit and she needed help raising the kids. And he was like, great, I'm, you know, kind of in between jobs. So what if I live with you rent free, but I help with childcare? And she was like, amazing. So Neil lives with his sister and her young kids and across the street moves in this beautiful bear and his two roommates. And they are drag racers. So like very masculine. And Neil is thirsty as fuck watching these beautiful men washing their cars and like picturing all kinds of menages and all kinds, just like imagining that it's just like a house full of three hot dudes who bang. And his niece was scootering down the street and then saw the cars, dropped her scooter, was like, oh my gosh, and loves cars and then forgot about her scooter and what does the bear across the street do? He pulls out of his driveway, runs it over. So he comes to the house, oh, no. right? He comes to the house with this mangled scooter. And he's like, I'm so sorry, but this was like impossible for me to see. It was underneath my car. And this poor young girl is like so distraught. And so this gentle bear says, hey, I know what will cheer you up. How about you come and help me? You, I hear you like cars. How about you come and help me? clean my cars and wash the cars and then I'll give you some money and then you can use that money to buy yourself a new scooter. And she's like, that sounds great. And then of course, Neil is like, well, first of all, I'm not going to let a young girl go to a house of three strange men, even though they seem nice. And also, <laughs> I'm just going to go be the dotting uncle who's going to go and check out these delicious muscly bears. So he goes and helps them. And they clean the cars, whatever. And then he goes to give him a drink of water. And then the bear runs his hand down Neil's cheek and goes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, with the caveat, if you are new here, we do not yuck people's yums. We do not yuck people's yums. But he rubs it with it. He runs his hand <laughs> along Neil's cheek and then goes, woof. <laughs> 
Oh my god! You know what? I say woof when it's like yikes. Exactly. I say woof instead of yikes. What I say? Because you know what? At Home Alone, exactly. when it's like, your girlfriend, woof. woof. Like that's. And it's not a shifter. He's not a shifter. No, Renee, I 100% say the same thing for the same reason as you. It's literally because of Buzz's girlfriend. And when I say wolf, it is not a compliment. So Neil, Australian fucking gay boy living with his sister, this man just, just rubbed his cheek and said wolf. And so Neil goes home and he's a computer nerd who works in IT. So he goes home and he Googles it. And finds out that it's bare slang for, I think you're hot. Like, I, I want to fuck you, basically. So then the flirt game is on, like, Donkey Kong. And then he goes to help him with other things. And then they see all the bears. And he realizes from talking to the bear that... <laughs> um they really are just three gay bears that live together and they fuck and they go to sex parties and they really everything Neil had told himself, every little penthouse fucking letter that he had made in his mind about this <laughs> fuck face of a house was 100% accurate. And so then the bear is like, would you like to come to one of our parties? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm pretty introverted. I'm kind of shy. And then he's like, I can entice you. So he starts making out with him and then he drops to his knees and starts blowing him. And Neil is like, oh, my God, I'm like this tiny little man being blown by this super big masculine man. And he's like, oh, my God, I've never come so hard in my life. Um, so he's like, yeah, I'll go to your party. Goes to the party, loves the vibe. And it's actually quite sweet because prior to going to this party, Neil had never been with bears and like hyper masculine gay men. And he realized like, Oh, that's my vibe. Like I go to gay bars and it's nice and it's nice to go dancing, but it's oftentimes like very, um, like overtly sexual, but also very feminine. And like, you know, it's all about like being like a twink that's hairless and like, you know, being really, exuberant and all of these things and he's like that's not my speed like i'm low-key and it's like the manliness of men that i'm super attracted to so he's at this party and realizes fuck these are my people and so there's this beautiful moment where one of the guys realizes like he i can see that you're into this but you're new so let me explain to you the lingo the slangs that we use the different terms and so he kind of feels like he finds this community um and then um the bear is like i think it's time to go home and he's like yeah i gotta i gotta go home and you know go take care of my sister's kids for a bit and he's like no no, no come to my house first so they do they bang uh it's real hot very spicy very consensual everyone's having a time and then the bear asks Neil to be his boyfriend. Aww. And he's like, I know it's early and da 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 da, but I want to. And he's like, you know what? I was thinking the same thing, but I thought you wouldn't like me or I was going too fast. And he was like, no, I love this. The end. Oh, yay. I love it. Yeah. So, like, it had very filthy parts, but it was ultimately, like, very sweet and very well written like there were no typos or like weird oh my god no one would talk that way like the dialogue felt really really, really realistic and mm. it was spicy so i'm and it's been so long since i've had a spicy book renee i haven't had a single spicy book all season i don't even think i had a spicy book 
in like in the fall like it's been a minute so i was like i do declare um <laughs> so i'm giving it five out of five and because it's australia i'm gonna give it five out of five blooming onions um yum, for yum. spiciness and <laughs> for the akuchama i'm going to assign the sexual accessory to this some two-stroke engine candles <laughs> which are a real thing um, so for people who are not gearheads, I'm only a slight gearhead. Um, two-stroke engine is what motorcycle or snow machines, like a snow machine, what a snow machine will smell like, which is a smell I adore. And it brings me back to being a childhood and like going skidooing with my dad. And so one year for Christmas, I bought my dad and my then boyfriend two-stroke engine candles that are made by um like a motorcycle company and so they make a candle and they literally put two-stroke um engine oil in it so it smells like a skidoo in your house (laughs) no and i loved it uh and so i imagine that if you were a bear who was like very into a man who was into car culture that you too would like get turned on by the smell of a two-stroke so uh, that's my accoutrement for this week. And that was Bear Chasing by Renee K. And I'll say it right now. I I would absolutely read one of her books again, for sure. Okay. So that was my journey. Okay. That was my journey this week. <laughs> wow. Well, Faded me. Disappointed. <laughs> that it wasn't I'm a shifter. I know you are. Yeah. And yeah. meanwhile, I'm like, oh God, I'm so relieved. All right, Renee, what fucking shifter book did you read? <laughs> I know where this I is didn't. going. I didn't read a shifter. What? Just buckle up. Just buckle up, buddy. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're both Don't going worry. on some journeys this week. No, no trust me. Once I, ex- I explain it, you'll be like, okay, yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> okay. So um, my book was called Threads of Fate. Ooh. So I I found literally a fate book. Oh, okay. I dang, bang on. Did it. I did it, bud. Um. So my book was written by Lexi Esme. Uh, she is a woman of color. She's new to uh, romance, to writing romance. She's only written, I think, like three books, maybe. Um, and she's an artist. So she actually designs her own covers. And Love I think that. that's awesome. Yeah, it looks just like fan art, but it's really good. Um, so I love that. Love that. Um, so I'm just going to get right into it. So... My book features Rianne. Um, Rianne is driving home from like a business situation with her boss, Gary. Rianne's car wasn't working. Um, and so Gary was like, yeah, I'll drive you home. Don't worry about it. So they're driving and Gary's kind of reminiscing about like their work life together. And Rianne realizes they're not actually heading towards her home. And she's like, oh, the book is happening. And she's starting to feel really weird about what's going on. So she's like, Gary, can you just take me home? And then Gary reveals that the company's in trouble. He's been embezzling money. He's escaping with her because they have chemistry. And obviously she's been leading him on for years and he's in love with her. So um, he's taking her with her with him. And she's like, mm-hmm, no, Gary, that's I'm not I'm not into that. That's I'm not into you that way. And so, of course, he flips it where he's like, you can't reject me, you stupid bitch. No, no, no. And he ends up like basically like 
suicide pacting them where he's like, if I'm going down, you're going down with me. And he veers off the road and he almost crashes into a tree. She hits her head. Um, she's all groggy and he's about to rape her. And you're like, holy shit, holy shit. And Rianne's like, no, like this isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen the way you think, Gary. And so she is able to like muster up the strength to kick him in the crotch. And she runs. So she runs through the forest and Gary's like, back here, stupid bitch. No, no, no. So she's running, she's running, she's running. And she falls into a hole. <laughs> and she's like, oh shit, oh shit. So she's in this pit and it's pitch black. She can't see anything. And she's just like, oh my God, am I alive? Like, this is really painful. What? What's up? Then Gary falls down the pit. And she's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. So he's not stirring. And she's like, all right, well, how do I get out of here? Like, how do I, how do I get up? How do I get up? And then Gary wakes up and he's like, uh, okay, well, you know what? At least you're down in this pit with me. So we can, uh, you know, I'm, we could have had a beautiful life together, Rianne, but you fucked it up and you disrespected me. You disrespected my dog. (laughs) 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 Stupid baby. Anyway, um, so she's like, oh no, Gary, don't fucking touch me. And then she's screaming and she's scared. And then these red eyes appear. And basically this like slow motion, like nightmare thing basically happens where Gary goes to scream, but nothing comes out. And then Rianne just feels like this warm spatter of liquid hit her. And she's about to like freak out. Um, and she sees Gary rise up in the air and uh, this creature kind of emerges and it's looking at Rianne and he's like, this like thing talks and he's like, you shouldn't be here. And Rianne can't really see him, but um, he, she's just like watching in horror as Gary dies, basically. Um, and then she's like, okay, all right, cool, please. Like, please don't kill me. And he's like, I don't want to kill you, but you need to leave. Like, you can't be here. And she's like, okay, but like, I can't get out. Can you help me get out? And this creature's like, okay, yeah. You know, what's your name? And she's like, uh, it's Rianne. He's like, that's a pretty name. Um, and she's like, are you going to eat me? And he's like, should I eat you? And she's like, no, no, please. Like, you're a monster. I thought maybe you were going to eat me. And he's like, yeah, you know, yeah, I've been called a monster, but He's like, based on your screams, I I don't think I'm like the only monster you've encountered tonight. And she's like, Haha, yeah. <laughs> so she's like, she's like, does he think that he saved me? I don't know. And then she's like, well, what's your name? And this guy's name is Septis. And I kept thinking of sepsis whenever I read it. Um, so I, I can't help. I was like, oh, it's it's sepsis. Uh, it's not Red sepsis, flag, girl. So. <laughs> yeah, no. So he kind of comes into the like the moonlight that's coming down through this hole and she realizes that he is a giant Spider-Man. So when I say Spider-Man, Julie, what I mean is his lower half is a spider, but his upper half is a man. So it's got centaur rules, right? Like a centaur situation. Um, And he's got four arms. He's got four arms and he's beautiful. And based on the cover, like very feminine, very like anime vibe, like very pretty. Um, and she's like, he's kind of hot. He's pretty hot for a Spider-Man. Okay. Um, but he doesn't want to hurt her. So he's like, okay, I can help you get out. But like, I can only get you up to the hole. I can't leave. So um, I'd like you to go. 
And then he holds up like Gary's keys because Gary had his keys on him. So he's like, okay, you need to, you need to leave. So he helps her up out of the hole and she runs to the car and she drives her car home. And that's that. Uh, he's, he like tells her, he's like, I can't leave this hole. So, you know, you're on your own. He kind of helps her try and climb up through the hole. She goes home, whatever. So she's at home and she's like going through the like fucking trauma that's bleeding through her body. Cause she's like, Oh my God, I almost died. I almost got raped. There's a Spider-Man. <laughs> she's like shaking. And then she's like, Seftis. And she's like imagining him. And she says his name out loud. And then as soon as she says his name out loud, everything starts to shake around her. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And she gets goosebumps and she's freaking out. And then out of nowhere, he appears in her house and she's like, uh, what, what's happening? Why are you here? And he's got like this little like loincloth over his, I guess, spider wing. I don't know. <laughs> um, but he's like, well, he's like, you know what? This is actually like a turn of events. He's like, uh, I don't, okay. She's like, why are you here? I don't understand. And he says, you brought me here, Amada. And I kept thinking like, what's Amada with you? What's Amada with me? Um, but Amada means wife in his spider language. Um, and he's, she's like, why are you calling me that? You know, my name, like, why are you calling me that? And he's like, well, where I'm from, Amada is a term of affection we give to our destined wives. <gasps> and she's like, what? And so he's like, well, I'm here because you're my wife. You summoned me and it, you know, I'm, su I'm as surprised as you <laughs> like, this is a shock. This is a real shock to me too. And, uh, she's like, obviously in shock, but he's like, you know what? I, you know, only, only our wives can command us the spider species I'm part of. And you called out to me. So here I am. So, um, obviously it's faded. We're faded to be together. And she's like, <laughs> My good sir, we are not married. There's absolutely no way. Um, she's like, and uh, the bare minimum, like, you should be anatomically matched with your spouse. And we are not that. And uh, then she realizes, oh, my God, I drove Gary's car here and he's now dead. Um, oh, my God. Like, everything's going to point to me. And he's just like, listen, my wife, don't fucking worry about it. I got you covered. And she's like, I don't know. Um, but he, he says he's got it covered. So um, he is also able to shift into human form. Ooh. Uses a lot of magic. But that's how he can comfortably fit in her home. Right? Because she's not weirded out by spider body. Like, why would she be? Um, <laughs> I mean, why Why would you? That's Truly, there's no reason. There's absolutely, I mean, um, I see it every day. If I've seen one, I've seen a thousand, you know? That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so, um, so the next day he's like in his human form and, uh, he is like, oh, I made you breakfast. And then meanwhile, her cat is like in a ball of like fucking spider web and her cat's name is Mr. Muffin. And I like that. Um, don't hate shout it. Out to Mr. Muffin. Mm -hmm. And so, the Spider-Man's scared of the cat, but she's like, no, it's just Mr. Muffin. Don't, don't sweat it. It's fine. Um, and he's like, she's like, I have to go to work. Like, I have to go to work. And uh, he's like, yeah, it's fine. Go go for it. And like, so she drives to work. And like, of course, 
all monsters know how to work like fix cars in in any universe that there's a monster i don't know how like we had our tentacle monster who could fix cars we got oh, the yeah. spider-man who could fix cars they always fucking fix cars and i love that that's a skill that they have i, I don't know where they learned it but i love that so um so she ends up going to work in her car gary's car is gone and then she, when she gets to her office like the building is like there's FBI agents everywhere and there's staff running around with papers and there's like all it's crazy. And they're like, she's like, what's going on? They're like, oh, Gary fucking bailed, skipped town. He stole a bunch of money. They found his car at the airport. And then like they have like footage of him boarding a plane. And she's like, what the fuck? Um, and an FBI agent um, talks to her and he's like, hey, like. You know, we watched all the surveillance and, and we have all this background on Gary. Um, and he like, had you gotten into his car last night, like you'd be dead because like he was trying to lure you over. Uh, we know he was obsessed with you and he would have killed you. So like, basically like you, you just narrowly you just, like, escaped. Exactly. And so she's like, what the fuck? Right. Um, and so she's like, oh, wow, okay, cool. All right. But she's like, how did they have footage of him boarding a plane? Like, how how is this possible? And then this guy called Todd Chang walks up. And Todd Chang hates Rianne because Rianne got a promotion that he wanted. Mm. And so he's just like a piece of fucking work. And he's like, you know, well, you didn't get up the corporate ladder on merit alone. And when I'm your boss, like, I'm going to just fucking just you know pepperoni just hates todd chang oh my god yeah you can hear pepper in the background she's like this fucking i hope ill falls upon this man she's like i can't believe i can't believe that this man would talk to rianne that way so what happens is seftis shows up and he's like what did you say to my wife and then todd chang's like what he's like i'm gonna fucking kill you man i'm gonna ruin your life and he's like I'm, I'm sorry man i'm sorry and then um she's like okay my husband like we gotta go like we gotta go home it's fine and she's like hey man look i know that you're protective of me but like don't do that and he's like i can't help it i'm protective i love you and she's like okay okay um so they get home and they just they decide they're gonna start fucking um now because he's a spider-man julie he's also got webbing right oh yeah um, yeah he's got a huge penis and he's got webbing so he like ties her up and this is the first time i've read like i guess the equivalent of like rope play mm. in a book so he ties her up and then obviously like you know he like hates her out and he's like i'm not gonna fuck you yet and she's like please fuck me and he's like you better be like it's it's very textbook romance where like all that stuff happens and i hate to say it was kind of boring because it was like literally a spider-man um but it was kind of boring just because it was very textbook but i'll come back to that so anyway he's just like yeah you know i uh i uh i really i'm really into you and she's like okay well what's it what what are you all about man you're a spider like well, you can shift to human form what's up and he's like well i've got a whole bunch of powers and one of his powers is like his venom is also an aphrodisiac to make eating people easier Oh. So it makes them really horny so he can just eat them. Um, yeah, and then like pussy eating and all that, blah, blah, blah. So he like bites her and she's like, I can't fucking handle it. She's like coming all over the place and he's like, yum, 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 yum. Um, and it's a good time. So 
Next day, he's realizing that he's not feeling great. He's really hungry and he, you know, all this stuff. And he's like, I gotta, I gotta leave. I gotta leave. And she's like, no, but I love you. And he's like, no, I can't, I can't fucking stay here. Uh, because she's like, I demand that you stay here. And she, he's like, she's like, I can't. So um, before he goes, he is like, hey, you know, I want to make you a nice dinner and stuff. And then he like buys her a dress and he's like dance with me and i was like barf um <laughs> but they dance and then they fuck and then the next day she gets a letter from him that's like can't stay here knowing what i would do um i can't be near you blah blah and she's like heartbroken right um and then like money and groceries and shit starts showing up and it's because gary actually like had suitcases of cash in his car and then Seftis took it and was like making sure to provide for her and she's like uh i'm not a child like i don't want that i want you here like what the fuck is going on and so he basically has to explain to her the whole origin story so his origin story is that he's from another dimension and he could cross over dimensions and he met a woman that he wasn't fated to but he loved her so he decided to stay in his human form in the in the human world but he has to eat people he needs human blood to survive and when she found out um the whole town found out and they were accusing the wife of being like a witch and so they like left and so she because she was his wife ordered him not to eat people anymore and then um he was starving to death and she was like okay well you can i guess you have to like you can eat my blood um but he was so starved that he ends up killing her um <gasps> and then and then um the he gets mad at the town so then he he kills everybody in the town so he's like i don't want to kill you because i love you but i i'm gonna starve to death and i guess whenever she fell in the pit he was like almost he was a near death um and so you know he tells her this whole truth and she's like i love you like it doesn't matter like well i don't i don't care like we will get through this now the other side of this julie says she's a vegetarian so obviously in this particular instance that's a big problem for them because uh -huh. he needs to eat people and she's like it's wrong um so so they they kind of talk it out they don't come to a solution but they're like we're gonna figure it out one way or another and um she's like i love you like we should fuck again and he's like okay let's do that and then he's like gonna shift into human and she's basically like no 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 leave it on and so then she fucks him as a spider and i was like yes because i was like man i don't i was like why won't these cowards put people fucking animals in these books well lexi did it so Jeez. i was happy um she has sex with him as a spider and she loves it and she's like yeah this is the best um and they decide they're happy and he's like you know i've been watching those cooking shows that you recommended and i learned that there's a custom in your society where you need to get married so i would like to marry you the human way and she's like yes i will i love you and then it wraps up where uh he's like trying to hunt um but he he feels too bad about eating people so he's not doing it and then they discover that the guy he let go is actually like a terrible awful person so then he's like she's like you should be a vigilante and he's like okay and then that's how it ends um here's what i want to say 
Here's what I'm going to say. Lexi is a very strong writer. Mm-hmm. Considering this is like book, maybe like the second book she's written. Um, it was very good. It was kind of cliched. And like the fact that he was a Spider-Man didn't save that. Okay. But I believe that the more that she writes, the better it's going to get. Um, and also I'm just a freak who didn't find <laughs> this spider romance particularly enthralling because I've read it all. Right. So, um, I believe big things are coming from Lexi. I'm going to keep my eye on Lexi because I want to read more. I think this was a really clever story. Um, I love her art. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to look forward to it. I did not find this book particularly interesting, but I did like this kind of like subplot of this horrible person, you know, invading her life and then leading to this idea that like, it's cool to be a vigilante. Cause I feel the same way. I think we should murder bad men. Um, I don't have a Spider-Man to do it for me, but like, I like that she endorsed it, especially given that she's a vegetarian. Yeah. I think that that was really brave of her. So brave. Um, the lengths that we would go to for love, uh, I think is really the message here. Lexi's also Canadian, which I think is oh, great. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. So big fan. I, I love, I love her covers. I was, I checked out like her Instagram and stuff and there's, she's very talented, very talented. So I think her books are only going to get better and I will be watching all that business so how long was this book uh i don't know like uh 140 okay so like substantive yeah it was substantial it was very it was very clever i liked i liked that um it, it had like very clever pieces um would love to have seen rianne go to like the spider realm he's from because he was like a king there um but they opted to stay in like the harsh human realm and i'm like that's stupid like just go be with the spiders (laughs) um she in the end did prefer fucking him as a spider and i was like i don't blame you girl i don't blame you so accoutrement uh would be like i don't know sex rope whatever oh yeah 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 some shibari rope yeah yeah okay there you go i don't i don't know it's a fucking (laughs) sex rope not like licorice no i know no i know yeah um and then uh i didn't find it particularly spicy but again that that's a me problem i'm just a freak yeah this should have been very spicy you're like all the you are the case that like conservative parents make for why pornography should be banned because it's like Mm -hmm. making people freakier and freakier because they need to just like nothing scratches that itch anymore and you are proof of that thesis (laughs) you know and i'm gonna i i read that spider book last year where it was an honest to god giant spider there was nothing human about it except that it could talk they even described it as hairy and it laid all these spider eggs in this woman and she loved it. And I know that. Oh yeah. And then in the book, yeah, all these little baby spiders crawled out of her. That was really hot to me. I think about it often. Um, <laughs> and that, that's just, that's just the power of writing. Right. So that was probably written by an experienced writer. Mm-hmm. I think Lexi is going to get there as far as romance is concerned. Um, this could have been spicier. It could have been spicier. So I don't want to rate it because um you think it's it's not indicative of her yeah she's getting there absolutely not 
Yeah, and I would read I would read her other things. I think this was one of like the earlier books that she wrote. Um, and I bet they just get better every time. So overall, 10 out of 10 for Lexi. Um, doing her best and it shows. It was it was strong writing. Did not love that he was like dance with me in the kitchen. I thought that was kind of cringy. That that would be the only point where I think it would lose a point. Um also like Seftis is, is an interesting choice for a name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also would have loved to have seen an A at the end of Rianne instead of an E. Yeah, I but mean, that's I, a personal choice. I was really hoping yeah. for some, come on, rude boy, boy. But I, I accept mm-hmm. it. Um, oh, I was thinking like, like a Rihanna. Oh, I was thinking Rihanna, but fair. Yeah, you would. I and would. I went for Stevie. So, <laughs> so what are you going to read? Uh, I'm just going to read the end because honestly, I don't want to read Gary being a fucking piece of work. I want to read, <laughs> I want to read, uh, where they decide he's going to be a vigilante because I found that the writing changed a bit for this end piece became very like, just very, very dramatic. And I, I think it's funny. So I'm going to read it. Um, I don't want the, I'm going to, I'm going to probably tag Lexi in this and I don't want Lexi to feel like I'm making fun of this book because I recommend it. I recommend her work and I'm going to continue to read her work. But Lexi, if you're listening to this, what I have to say is that I have, I have to do voices or I will die. No, so it, it's, it's, I'm, it's who you are. It's the call of your people. It is. And so I just, I'm going to just do, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Um, so just deal with it. Deal with that, I guess. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so at this point, uh, Sef- Seftis has gone out to try and find a human to eat, but he let him go uh, because his heart is so changed by Rianne that he just can't do it. So here we go. <clears throat> I'm no longer paying attention to the news, but Seftis is. His eyes suddenly narrow and he gasps. Oh, he grasps my hand tightly. I look at the TV. The talking head on the news is speaking about reports of a man wanted for multiple counts of rape and battery and suspected murder. He was still on the run. Suddenly, my heart is beating loudly in my chest as I stare at the screen. It's him, Seftis says, his voice low, barely a whisper. Realization dawns on me. The man you let escape? I glare at the screen. My horrific experience with Gary suddenly arises in the surface of my mind. How helpless he made me feel. I feel myself tremble with anger. Yes, his jaws tighten. I can see the muscles flex as he grits his teeth together. I run my hand up his chest. Maybe there is a way you can sustain yourself without hurting innocent people and a way to redeem yourself in the eyes of human beings. Seftis turns to me. You can become a protector, hunt the people who deserve to be hunted, people who fancy themselves predators and hurt people more vulnerable than they are, I say, my gaze still focused on the criminal pictured on the screen. Tell me, Rianne, what would you have me do, he says. Make the world a better, safer place, I reply, and I may, and make the world a nightmare for people who make the world unsafe for others. And hunt him, he asks, his hand caressing my hair. I nod, my head before placing a gentle kiss on top of his muscular chest. Yes, because you're a good man, Seftis, I say, drawing his gaze back to me, my voice barely above a whisper. I bite the side of my lip and stroke his manhood, maintaining eye contact. He groans, his eyes reddening. 
Jara might have been uncomfortable being called a witch, but I'd like to think a witch can use her powers to bless as well as to curse. Can you find him? I ask, looking up at Septus beneath my eyelashes. That would be very easy, Amada, he rumbles, and his eyes glow brightly now. I lick my lips and lean forward, placing a gentle bite on his chest. Then I command you, go hunt, Septus, and when you're finished, come back and celebrate new beginnings with your Amada. Nah. Threads of Fate and Interracial Monster Romance <laughs> by Alexi Esme. Big things coming from this young lady or woman or maybe maybe she's an elderly folk. I don't I don't know, but I loved I loved this for her and I want to see what else she's gonna do. So. I love that. Thank you. What are you reading? I'm gonna read to you the part where Petey, who's one of the uh bears at the party is giving Neil um, a bit of a crash course on queer culture and bears in particular. Oh. And at this point, this is when um, Neil is re- he's at this party and he's like, oh, the energy here is just so great. Everyone's chill, but also very hot and very manly. Um, <laughs> so this is him at the party. <clears throat> If I'd been in a cartoon, the light bulb would have dinged above my head. Again, again, these people are Australian, but I'm going to do all a favor and not do it in an Aussie accent because the only thing I can say is, no! No, no! Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Crikey! (laughs) If I'd been in a cartoon, the light bulb would have dinged above my head. Oh, no! No. So a chubby cubby (laughs) is a chubby younger guy? Petey agreed. Yes. Now... Have a look over at Frank and Gavin. I searched the crowd for them and found them near the pool. Frank had stripped down to his shorts and was preparing to dive into the water. His chest was covered in black fur that I really enjoyed, but his physique was in no way beefy or flabby. Gavin laughed outrageously as Frank splashed into the pool and wet the nearby spectators. As I watched, Gavin flung off his shirt and once again revealed his rounded belly. I smiled at the sight of his gingery colored chest hair. So, is Gavin a chubby or a bear? I asked. Gavin, Petey shrugged, both. He's not quite as big as some of the chubbies around, but he holds his own. But Gavin is our ginger bear. Once again, I was clueless. He's a redhead? Petey explained. Ah, gotcha. But what I was pointing out to you was Frank. He isn't a bear because he's too slim. So he's what we call an otter. I chuckled and got the reference immediately. Frank was hairy, but without the bulk needed to be a bear. Exactly, Petey said. Then you have your panda bears, which are guys of Asian descent. <laughs> which feels I read that shifter book. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Likewise, you have your black bears. And when I go overseas, I'm known as a koala bear because I'm from Australia. Oh my god. But koalas aren't actually bears, I felt the need to point out. They're marsupials. Now, this line made me laugh so fucking hard because when I was in Australia, I went to an animal sanctuary and with the most irritated disdain in his voice, one of the tour guides explained to some like American or whoever it was, don't call them koala bears. They're not bears. <laughs> and they were just oh like, I don't know goodness. why the Western world decided that. Anyway, so I had to laugh at that. <laughs> Australians are real sensitive about their fucking koalas. 
So, um, koalas aren't actually bears, they're marsupials. PD gave me a wink. Don't tell the Yanks that. Some guys go crazy for the koala bear. I chuckled like he meant me to. Are there more? Of course. Your leather bears are those into domination. A pocket bear is the name given to <laughs> short guys. You know I love a fucking short king. And your grizzly bears are usually taller and shaggier than the rest. And last of all, you have me. You. I'm a polar bear. Because you're Caucasian? No, because I'm going gray. <laughs> Which I love. Aww. I laughed, delighted at the knowledge and the new terms I'd found. So what am I, I asked. You, my friend, I believe, are a chaser. My only question is, are you a chubby chaser or a bear chaser? I looked at Scotty and then I looked at Frank where he was floating in the pool. Then, like my eyes were magnetized in his direction, I found Brett. So Brett is the bear. I found Brett where he was loading up a platter of buns with sausages in them. That feels like a metaphor. To offer around the room. Petey, he said. I believe I'm a bear chaser. Aww. Yeah, so I just thought it was like a very sweet one because readers who aren't familiar, I know, I mean, not just because I'm a queer person, but I am a queer cis woman, so I should know as much about gay male culture as I do. But, um, so I knew all of it, but it was just very sweet the way that like, yeah, I, I thought it was just like a really sweet way of showing how people get to their destination, but how they get to their destination varies from person to person. And like, why would you know these things unless someone told you? And also you don't necessarily know what your kinks are until you're exposed to them or like what your tastes 100%. are. Right. Like it's like all that stuff about like, Oh, you know, like allowing people to be out encourages people to be gay. And I'm like, yes. And also like someone can quote unquote, turn you gay only in the sense that them being gay opens up your eyes to what being gay is you know what i mean like so many people have 100%. such a conservative understanding of sexuality in general that they don't even know what their kinks are or what their jam is because they haven't been exposed to it and so i just love this like scene of someone going to a party and being like wow i'm like a very introverted person who has a lot of, a lot of social anxiety and yet i know one person at this party and i feel so comfortable oh wait it's because i found my people Aww. yeah also like sexuality is fluid right like for example i used to fuck in graveyards but now i just want to be cherished yes frankly. see in the comfort of my bedroom that's that's all i want Honestly. no outdoorsy stuff for me thank you very much <laughs> and it's true though like <laughs> in how not only is sexual like when pe like you said people hear like sexuality is fluid but people hear that and they think like oh i was into men and now i'm into women and sometimes i'm into both and like that's absolutely part of it and there's definitely i mean as someone who is queer like i felt like there were times in my life when i was way more attracted to men than women and vice versa but you're right it's also like you could be only attracted to one gender your entire life and still your sexuality will change from like wanting filthy kinky shit to like oh i just really want monogamy or like uh, not being into affection and then being into affection or whatever like these things change nothing is static and in fact that's why most people get really bored with their sex lives is because they assume it has to stay the same all the time mm -hmm. and so yeah. also like fluid in the sense that it's really messy oh yeah gross um, no it's gross yeah it's also disgusting gross. and funny like i just feel like sex is objectively very funny 
Like, it's just... Is that the vibe you're bringing to the bedroom? Oh, like I do a tight yuck? five. I like to bring a tight five to the bedroom. No, I'm just saying that, like... That's actually what I call my pussy. Uh... But... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just... I mean, I'm not, I don't want to fucking crack a joke in the middle of like a bang sesh, but I do think that if you were to just step back or you were to be like an alien who just came to earth and saw (laughs) how like during the day we're all fully dressed and we're prim and popper and we're like, hello, and shaking hands and whatever. And then we go home and people do the freakiest shit. Like even if you, I haven't watched porn in like a thousand years because it's really not my kink, but like. When you're watching a straight porn or even like a gay porn and like they shoot from the back and you just see a man like pummeling into someone and you just see <laughs> his like her butt his flat ass and his testicles hanging down like that is so ugly and funny to me and yet you change the angle and you're like oh that woman has a very beautiful face i mean that's how i figured out it was queer but you know what i'm saying like sex is objectively very funny it's messy it sounds weird it smells weird it's like oftentimes you're just like filled with shame afterwards because you're like i can't look this person in the fucking eye anymore like what did we just do and so i think it's very amusing and funny but i also do love these like in this book like these like beautiful moments where people figure out oh or like those moments when people are like oh i thought i never really liked sex and then i realize it's like oh it's because i didn't like sex with men or like mm. i thought i didn't really like sex but it's because they were with someone who was like very vanilla and really what they liked was like freaky or shit or whatever you know and like i don't think i've read a book yet where other than like she was a virgin and i was 35 and very experienced i don't think i've actually read a book yet where you could like find somebody like you could just see somebody find their community you know yeah that's great yeah I, I, you know what? i do also like that it it took the time for, to educate right yeah because I think I think the terminology matters, especially as far as like coding goes, right? Like the fact that you know in the queer community we assign these like colorful labels to one another. Yeah. Right? Like I was looking for memes about cryptids this week. Sure. I, I don't need to say anything more than that. I'm not taking questions at this time, but I did find <laughs> um, a spectrum. <laughs> it was like a cryptid spectrum, but about butch culture, and I was just like. I love it. It's like at the center, it was a foot. <laughs> I thought that was great. So I saved it, obviously. Um, <laughs> I'm going to use it later for something. I don't know what. Um, probably Pride Week, but here we go. Uh, so, anyway, yes, I love this. Um, yeah. So I know like, we're wrapping up the show. Yes, we are. But um, so, okay, Julia, I just want to share something. You know how, like, I've been dabbling in writing, right? Yes, writing, girl. Writing some books. Um, but it occurred to me after I, I introduced the show with Destiny's Child and our theme this week is is fate. Um, I actually wrote something that is really short. I just can I read it to you? Oh my I'm really proud of this. Oh my god, I was just taking a sip of my LaCroix, like the basic bitch that I am, and I nearly just spat it out. A oh, fucking course you can. Okay. Okay, okay. So just like bear it's not long it's not long just like just listen with your whole heart okay okay here we go this is written by me renee cabana marshall okay it's not romantic oh Okay. okay no okay here we go okay my disguise falls to the floor revealed i'm covered in feathers and scales a primal sound escapes my lover's chest He tries to flee, but I'm a clever girl and never hunt alone. 
I let out a low, guttural sound, which calls my sisters, Kelly and Michelle, to my side. They've already shed their skins and stand fearsome and brilliant in their natural forms. We let out a scream in perfect three-part harmony. My lover, Jay-Z, is paralyzed with fear. Destiny's child rises like a phoenix, the arrival signaling the crop of doom. Those who did not heed the prophecy's warning found themselves unready for this jelly. We, harbingers of the end, call forth pestilence and plague to devour the meek. There can be no survivors. The world trembles and falls to its knees. Thank you. That is, that is my story about if Beyonce and the rest of Destiny's Child were dinosaurs. Um, thank you. That I mean, the layers? I mean, basically, it's a shifter story. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a, a Destiny... It's like a Beyonce, Jay-Z fanfic if beyonce and the rest of destiny child were shifters i guess if you, if you want to like bring it into the show a bit more um but i that's my story thank you wow thank you, thank you so much. thanks pal i hope josh puts some like fun music oh that, like, you know he really will dark and doomy yeah. you know he yeah. will because josh is the goat and he is the backbone of this operation and we love and cherish him forever um what does goat stand for is that a is this, i don't know was that a joke i'm not i'm not hipping with it are you seriously asking me i'm seriously okay. asking okay. i don't know i didn't know if i was setting myself up to be the butt of a joke it literally means the greatest of all time that's the acronym oh okay I, that's i was like general manager or something <laughs> no. okay okay i like i yeah he is he is the goat. He is the <laughs> See, I, goat. See you guys. My kids are gonna think I'm so cool. Oh my god. Ticket 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 ticket. I'm <laughs> hip and with it. <laughs> Millennials will get that reference if you don't. Eh, fucking well, you just missed out on a banger. Um next week on the Pot Nest episode that's coming to you is what, Renee? International Women's Day. International Women's Day. March 8th, every year. Yes, there is an International Men's Day, so don't even fucking ask me. And if you don't even knew that there was an International Men's Day, then it proves that you never actually gave a shit about it in the first place, because you should already know that before you ask the question. Ya ding-a-dong. Um, so, you know, I'm going to read something gay, because that's how I do. But mm -hmm. very excited. International Women's Day. And then we have so many zany wild unhinged like we're just going to so many places together this season fucking like gird your loins buds we're going on a journey strap in mm -hmm. it's gonna be a time and thank you to everybody who listens to the show and who's rated us 4.8 overall on itunes i mean okay listen we have like 20 20 votes but like that's okay that's great that's yeah, huge I'm, those people took the time exactly and we have thousands and thousands of downloads so like we out we here do. we have over fifteen thousand downloads we out so here we out here in these streets with our smut <laughs> that's how we do thank you so much that's for listening thank you so much for chatting with me renee it's always a pleasure what is my greatest pleasure other than this, like I don't do anything. So this gives me <laughs> raison d'être. Le raison d'être. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. Alright, everybody, stay sexy. Julie, do you wanna sing us out? Hells yeah. Ravage love. Ravage love. Bye. Bye. Artwork for the show is created by Karen McKnight. 
Very special thanks to Josh Shenfield for production assistance. You can find Josh on Instagram at Fushigiyami. That's F-U-S-H-I-G-I-Y-A-M-I on Instagram. Connect with us at RavageLove on Instagram and Twitter or by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com.